welcome to Fit Story TV, the only platform that is focused on storytelling for fitness experts. Our mission with this podcast is to empower you to harness your vulnerability and lead with your story. If this is your first time listening, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out when we drop more fire. Yo, what's going on, Fit Story fam? We are back for another episode of Fit Story TV. I am your host, Matthew Burbridge. I'm here with my co-host, Man of the Hour, Perry Power. I'm also here with our guest for today. Uh, we don't even have a name for these type of episodes, by the way. Um, we've been trying to figure out, like, what should we call a freeway without it sounding sexual or weird? So, um, but today... <laughs> We have with us uh, Jake Kaufman, a good friend of ours. He's been on the podcast before. And honestly, like, I think that what we're going to do on this episode, much like what we've done with our last freeway. See, every time you say it, it sounds weird. I think it's fine, mate. Let it be sexual. I mean, I think for people like me who's in lockdown on their own, you know. This is the closest uh, I'm enjoying thing to a freeway. Exactly, this is, mate. This is yeah. the closest thing to anything sexual. Me, so. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm not sure this is a free world I want to be a part of. Uh, don't lie. Don't lie. But yo, what is up? And what's going on, Jake? How you doing, brother? What's going on, boys? I'm doing great. So yo, dude, because we don't have a name for these podcasts, uh, these type of episodes whereby we've got like a, a guest on, and uh, but we do have like a structure of what mm-hmm. we do so the last guest actually that we had that was a three-way that was released on a sunday was your good friend and also client i believe kerry ford yeah absolutely kerry's one of my clients and love her so much she's a badass she's a rock star man we had a really cool authentically uh you know just quality conversation I think that's how I would put it down. And then once we did the recording afterwards, I said to Perry, I was like, bro, what should we call this like strange three-way that we have with people when it's not just a solo episode where it's me or you or me and you, when we bring someone else in, what should we call it? So let's try and come up with a name. So the first one I thought, but sounded too much like some shit um, that was like too religious. But the first one was like Sunday service. <laughs> if the episode's being re- released on a Sunday, uh, maybe we could just call it the Sunday service, you know? What do you, you think of that? It, yeah, I think you could call it Sunday fun day. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. We got a Sunday fun day, a Sunday service. And then I was like, maybe just away from that altogether and maybe just try and create a different type of cool name for it. But so far, we're at a loss with that. Guys, we don't know what to call these. So for now, it can be three-way. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, bro, seeing as you're here to join us for this freeway, first, you've been on the podcast before, which is amazing. Um, we dove deep into your story, right? Uh, but for anyone that might be new to the podcast, that might be, uh, listening to the podcast for the first time and maybe hadn't been introduced to you before, I think one of the cool things we can do to kick this one off will be for you to kind of just briefly kind of tell the story of who you are and what you do and how you're serving the world. And then we'll dive into some juice because there's a few things that I, I want to cover on this podcast. Um, but before we get into that, like, yo, just break it down for people that might not know you. Awesome. So guys, just thank you so much again for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate being on the show. Um, so my name is Jake Kaufman and I'm a, I'm an online personal transformation coach and business mentor to top performing entrepreneurs, six figure online coaches who are looking to grow and scale their business. Uh, so I work with them to uh, not only grow and scale their income as far as their ability to generate revenue in their business, uh, but also increase their ability to create impact and breakthrough within their clients. Mm. And you do it very well. And, and a lot of what you do is, is, is personal development, right? And it's how it, it's, it's the stuff that you teach people, people learn from you, uh, that they're able to then bleed that into their business. So, uh, you know, we've always said what you do is, 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 is incredible work, man, because it's really needed in the coaching space. Uh, I think that people, get suckered into the, the business development side of things a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll, just, I'll just jump in right there because, I mean, often what I tell people is that um, I mentor people in business through the lens of personal development. Because yeah. one of the things that we are constantly and perpetually seeing in the online coaching space 
is that everyone is being coached the same. Everyone's being put through a group program or they're given a formula to then use within their business. But what most business coaches don't understand nor realize is that the system that they are giving their clients, the blueprint that they are giving their clients is only as good as the belief system of the client. They are only capable of creating and generating success with that blueprint or strategy or system as they are capable of generating within their own belief system for how they perceive themselves and their identity. Mm. Which, which is why you see a lot of um, coaches who maybe they're like, yeah, you know, some clients get results, some clients don't get results. You just have to take, you know, you can't blame yourself because just not everybody's prepared to, to put the work in, which is why they then resort to having that thought process based off the back of what you just mentioned there. Yeah, and I, and I agree with them. Uh, at the end of the day, your clients are going to get different results. Um, and I don't think that we should ultimately take responsibility for that, but that perspective is largely incomplete. Um, it has nothing to do with, in my opinion, the fact that people aren't willing to do the work consciously. Consciously, everyone invests in a business mentor or a business coach with the same intention in mind, whether that's to experience the freedom and independence of running your own business, the abundance of not having a ceiling on your ability to generate and create income for yourself. And of course, wanting to make a difference, right? Those are the top three things that whenever you speak to an independent entrepreneur is the focus of why they stepped into entrepreneurship in the first place. Consciously, everyone will tell you the exact same thing for the most part about why they want to be their own boss, why they want to be an entrepreneur or an online coach. However, it's our subconscious mind that dictates the vast majority of our behaviors, which means that we don't know what we don't know. I recently saw uh, an online business coach post this recently that the reason that people don't experience success in their business is because of self-sabotage. And I agree with them. However, it's short-sighted insofar that the vast majority of, of self-sabotage behavior patterns are driven by your subconscious, meaning that those behavior patterns rely on you not knowing what's driving it. Mm. So that's why people experience results all across the board. Some people crush it and they kill it because their subconscious belief system and their subconscious identity, their self-image of themselves is capable of integrating and applying the tools that they are given. But there are other people whose belief systems or their self-image of themselves blocks them from receiving the tools and the support that they are given by a traditional business mentorship program or a business coach in a way that they that renders them incapable of applying the coaching or the tools or the systems that they are given to create success. Mm. In other words, they're not getting the support that they actually need. Mm. Do they need tools to know how to run and operate a profitable, successful business? Yes, absolutely. But the reason that they can't take these tools that have proven to be successful, right? There are a lot of business coaches that are incredible at getting their clients results, but some fall by the wayside. Why is that? It has nothing to do with the systems. The systems have been proven to largely work. They worked for that business coach and they work for a lot of that business coach's clients. But the reason it doesn't work for some people is not because that they're consciously not willing to put in the work. It's because subconsciously there's a block that prevents them from applying the coaching because the results on the other side of applying the coaching flies in the face of who they believe themselves to be. Mm. And you talk a lot about uh, that being uh, the, the thing that stops them to a degree is, is you call it the core wound. You know, and, and most people maybe not just aware that they have that core wound that needs patching before they can dominate in those areas, you know? So you talk a lot about that core wound being something that you help people identify and then work mm -hmm. through. Ab absolutely, 100%, because our core wound is central to our identity. And, and subconsciously, uh, our ego is 
continuing to reinforce and recreate uh, stories and new evidence to keep that core wound real relevant and consistent in our lives, which is why we see people create similar circumstances and situations in their life over and over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, this is universal law, right? This actually goes back to uh, Newton's law of motion, uh, which is that um, objects at rest tend to stay at rest. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion, right? So people who are used to being go-getters and who are hungry for growth and apply and integrate coaching and, and lessons and the tools that they are given, they would likely experience success even without that business coach because, again, their behavioral patterns that are an outcome of their belief system set them up to do so. Mm. But those who are not in a position to do that likely won't experience success or long-lasting sustainable change. And we see this show up all over in the fitness industry as well, which is why yo-yo dieting is such an inherent problem. Um, so one of the things that I work on with my clients to begin with has everything to do with their relationship with themselves and the stories that they continue to um, make up about themselves at the subconscious level. Because whatever follows I am follows you. And you can't outgrow I am. You literally can't. So we oftentimes experience entrepreneurs um, who are capable of generating a lot of success, but then they run into what I refer to as their upper limit, which prevents them from growing and scaling beyond that. Or you have entrepreneurs that just can't seem to create success and, you know, get across the finish line of, you know, the consistent 10 K month mark simply because their belief system won't allow them to then apply the behavior that they need to adopt in order to create that success. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we absolutely must create a shift, must create a change or a breakthrough around and in their belief system in order for the behavior to actually stick. Mm. Bro, I, I want to actually talk a little bit about, because uh, it kind of piggybacks off of what you've been talking about, is how you've managed to, as a coach, as a mentor, how you've managed to uh, keep your clients pulling in consistent paid in fulls. Like we've seen it on your social media and bro, you've been more regularly sharing them. You never used to really share them that often, but I've seen more often you've been pushing that in your marketing, you know, that you, you're showing people that people are still hammering paid in fulls and still growing their business consistently. Yep. Um, so what's like, firstly, I guess the two questions I want to ask is how have you managed to keep your clients pulling in that, those paid in fulls during this time? But yep. also what changes have you seen in your clients yep. as in the belief system have since this shit's gone down? Cause I think that I don't know, but I would assume uh, one would assume anyway that people's belief system has changed in some way since COVID-19. Some people, yeah, a lot of people, absolutely. My clients, not so much. And why most, do you think of my, most of my clients, it's because of the way that I coach them. Most of my clients have been working with me for a minimum of three months, if not upwards to six months, nine months, or even over a year. Um, and the reason for that is the unique approach that we take on the front end. I don't coach anybody around business for at least the first four to six weeks. It's putting the carriage before the horse. I need to make sure that their consciousness is in a place to receive the mentorship that I give them, which means that if their belief system is not in a place to implement the behavioral things, the habits, the tactics, the tools that I will give them, it will be like trying to put a round peg into a square hole. Mm. And this is right in line with the education system. This is right in line with a lot of the business coaching programs that we see. They funnel everyone through the exact same process for here's the outline and the blueprint, go do this. 
And if you do this consistently, you will get X result. But it's not taking into consideration the fact that everyone has a unique belief system and identity that will respond to that in a unique and different way. Yeah. So it has everything to do with what we focus on on the front end, which is fundamentally recreating that person's core belief system that opens them up to be able to implement the new behaviors, implement the new habits that are needed to create success at the behavioral level, right? So when they actually start to do what they need to do to run a successful online business. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, and, and this is just a little bit of a side tangent, but it goes to show that EQ is by far and away the most important skill. And the top companies in the world have done studies on this and they've proven it time and time and time again, which is why they are continuing to invest more and more money in training their employees on EQ, on emotional intelligence. It is the most important skill to have, but it's the hardest skill to learn. Mm. And emotional intelligence, it's important to understand what that actually means. Emotional intelligence is the fundamental skill of being in ownership and in control of your emotions and your emotional state. Mm -hmm. And that's why this whole pandemic is so damaging for so many people because they are not disciplined or practiced in regulating and being in control of their emotions. They are reactive to things outside of them. Yeah, and this is very, very biological. This is very scientific. So if for anybody who's thinking like that, this is woo woo. Um, I, I would encourage you to be open to a new perspective insofar that the vast majority of people operate from a, uh, a cognitive thinking bias called external locus of control, which means that inherently they blame other people or other things outside of themselves for their circumstances. However, it is proven that the more one practices EQ, mindfulness, spirituality, they shift from external locus of control to internal locus of control, which means they shift from being a victim of circumstance to all of a sudden recognizing that I am the source of every result in my life, good or bad. Mm. I guess the the the, tr the tricky thing about that with what's happening right now is that it's so easy to pass over those things though to this uh, situation and circumstance. Does that make sense? It's so easy to look at because I mean most of the fucking world are doing it, and because most of the world are doing it, most businesses are shutting, and most you know uh, are ceasing to trade, and coaches are stopping delivering their service. It's like easier to fall into that bracket and do it as well. Absolutely. And, and, and I don't want to minimize the very real trauma that this is creating for people who are experiencing financial hardship, who are um, being directly or indirectly affected by the virus, um, whether that's suffering from the disease themselves or seeing someone that they love uh, be affected or impacted by, by the disease. Um, but what I think is worth pointing out is that for a lot of people, not all people, but a lot of people, um, this did not create new trauma. It did create new trauma for a lot of people, make no mistake. But what I want to offer your audience in particular, the online coaching space, who, in my opinion, we are responsible for upholding the collective consciousness yeah because because we are inviting them into the new and highest version of themselves which means that we have an inherent responsibility to practice that ourselves but a lot of us don't do it and that's what i see as the biggest difference between successful coaches and unsuccessful coaches you know, there's this old joke that like, uh, those who can't do teach, mm -hmm. <laughs> but the most successful coaches uh, that I see that I coach, um, they are ultimately the source of what it is that they coach. They embody 
the lessons that they are inviting their clients into adopting and practicing. And so for a lot of people, this didn't create new trauma. It revealed old trauma. Yeah, mate, I can agree with that. Yeah. And me and Perry were actually having a conversation about it just the other day, actually. Um, and that was from a personal perspective, you know, that we both started to realize that we were just seeing things a bit differently and feeling differently within ourselves. And because obviously we practice uh, mindfulness and meditation and we do all those things that the, you know, the typical entrepreneur, modern mm -hmm. entrepreneur does, it was much more clear to us what was happening. But for some people, they're unaware that those things are happening, you know, and I think that Absolutely. that's, again, why it's so difficult for people because we, we have experience in mindfulness and understanding yep. that things aren't normal right now. And because things yep. aren't normal, these things are happening and I'm reacting in this way. But I definitely had that from a personal perspective. And I know Perry did, you know, we've started to see things just differently about, um, about ourselves and what we're doing in business and all of these things. And it's because it's, there's still stuff that I need to work through and it's become mm -hmm. very apparent. It's not because COVID-19 has happened and it's causing this, this, and this. It's actually like Jake's saying, it's surfaced that there's still some work that I need to just do on myself. That yeah. otherwise, because there was other things happening, other distractions and things that I was plugged into, you know, yeah. that have now been restricted from me. It's made mm -hmm. me look inward at myself mm -hmm. more. But, mm -hmm. and again, the only reason why it's, easier for me perry you people in this space to look at it that way is because we've practiced this shit over the years right. you know, we've done the personal development we understand that when things are shifting and i'm not fully in alignment there's obviously something a bit wrong here i need to dress and identify and and remove it or replace it right but for so many people they're not aware of those things so they're just reacting to this shit like it's happening and they're reacting but what you're saying is essentially is there's a core, there's something already wrong. There's something already not right. There's something already a bit misty that needs to be worked on. And this is just revealing it. This is just giving you the chance to reveal what that is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, I want to go back to acknowledge that I am very much aware and in relationship to the fact that this is creating new trauma for a lot of people. Um, so if you're listening and, and that is you, like, my deepest condolences for whatever it is that you're going through. And I also know that a key part of mindfulness uh, is the ability to be in control of your perspective and your perception. One of my favorite quotes is that we can either lament the fact that roses have thorns or we can rejoice in the fact that thorn bushes have roses. It all comes down to perspective insofar that every breakdown has an equal and opposite opportunity for breakthrough. This is universal law. There can be no other way. That is Newton's law once again. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So this isn't me just trying to be overly positive um, at, the sake, at the risk of being insensitive or condescending uh, for people who think that this is a privilege that I find myself in a position of privilege to not be impacted nearly as much as some other people, because I feel like that is completely short-sighted mm. when you consider how much time I have put into, and a lot of my clients have put into and invested in their emotional intelligence and in their EQ that has given them the ability to self-regulate their emotions and be in ownership of their emotional state in a way that they are not impacted nor affected in a reactionary way to anything that happens outside of them. Mm. Think about this in the perspective of a fitness metaphor. The more I lift weights, the more I'm capable of lifting. Emotional intelligence and EQ is the exact same way. Think about it like a water glass. The bigger my glass, the more what? the more I can put in it. Mm -hmm. Practicing mindfulness, investing in your EQ, healing your core wound trauma expands your conscious awareness. It makes your glass bigger, which means the more you are capable of putting in it. However, the less time that you invest in those things, the smaller your glass gets. If you don't use it, you lose it, just like your fitness. If you don't yeah. work out consistently, if you are not disciplined and practiced, 
what happens? You lose it. You are all of a sudden incapable of lifting nearly as much. It's the exact same thing. And, and that's what I want to, to land more than anything else is this isn't a result of privilege. Right? This is a result of training. Yeah. Of training. Because there are a lot of people who are making a lot of money and who have created a lot of success who are reacting to this situation in very similar fashion to those who have very little because they've attached a false sense of security to something outside of themselves. Mindfulness is, has, and has everything to do with what is inside of you. Yeah. This has removed everyone's sense of security who isn't practiced on going internally. Because mm. I was saying yesterday that this is the perfect time to, if you're not already doing that or you didn't do that prior to COVID-19 happen in this outbreak, then this is a perfect time to do it. You know, um, mm. a lot of things that used to be used to be plugged into as human beings, um, mm. i.e. being able to at any point just get up and go spend money at the movies uh, or, you know, go out and go for, for a date or these things that were there that acted as distraction, that acted mm. as uh, some, a, a source of our uh our energy to a degree because we were able to plug into things and go for a meal that would make us feel good about ourselves or spend money on clothes that makes us you know feel good but because we don't have <laughs> as many of those things that we're plugged into now they've mm -hmm. actually been restricted it's that and a lot of people are focused on that and what they don't mm -hmm. have right now and that they don't have the ability to do that and they can't go to the beach and sit and have a fucking ice cream and blah 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 but they're focused on the wrong things see what mm -hmm. i've been doing with myself and trying to promote and get people to do is to say, well, look, those things that we've been restricted from is actually opened up a whole host of things that we can uh, do like mm -hmm. right, right now and plug ourselves back into. And some of those things we would have had oh, multiple excuses for why we could do them. So for example, you know, personal development, let's talk about reading or listening to your favorite podcasts or, mm -hmm. you know, reading your favorite articles or whatever, like before all this went down, there was also so many other things that were distractive, that were taking your time and your energy, that were draining you. And now mm -hmm. those things aren't there. We can't go and do those things. We Absolutely. actually have a whole lot of time to be able to invest into the things that, that ultimately we would have found reasons as to why we couldn't prior to this, you know? So Absolutely. reading and, and listening to podcasts, yeah. usually people would turn around and go, I ain't got time to fucking read because I've got work or I've got X amount of calls that I need to get today or whatever it is. But now those things are being removed from you. You don't have these restrictions around them. You've actually got so much more time to invest into your emotional intelligence and, and your development. But you've got to look at it that way. You've got to see, see that, you know? Absolutely. You have to choose the perspective that serves you. You have to choose the perspective that serves you. Otherwise, you just become a victim to the moment. We are being victimized by this pandemic. Absolutely. Everybody is. It doesn't discriminate and it's impacting everybody in some way, shape or form, some more than others. Absolutely. But none of us are a victim to it inherently. And so <laughs> the Navy SEALs uh, have have this saying that we never play up to our competition and we always play down to our training. And that's what people are experiencing right now is they are experiencing the results of their EQ as it particularly relates to this situation. So this is why what I coach is so important with my clients. I coach business through the lens of personal development, emotional intelligence, and core wound healing, which enables them, equips them, trains them to be able to respond to situations like this. I mean, <laughs> I think that's maybe giving myself a little bit too much credit because I think we can all agree we've never been here before. <laughs> No, but I, I, mate, but I don't think it is. I think that this is again another. I was on an interview the other day, and I was talking about how, uh, you know, the, the guy interviewing me basically said, you know, how have you been dealing with it and blah blah blah, and I said honestly, like I dealt with any other adversity that I've had in my life. Like mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the fact that I've been through what I've been through. That my life has been a bit shit in certain areas. That things haven't worked out for me in a lot of ways because I'm now pretty used to that 
happening. So I'm, I'm quite used to the adversity. And when, when I'm challenged, like I will automatically uh, rise to that, you know, like it was almost like I will act the way that I've acted in previous adversity. So I will like heighten my senses around it and I'll do more to try and navigate it. And, but that's because I'm, I'm my behavior, right? Jake is, is happening based on previous experiences because my previous experiences have been ultimately quite negative throughout periods of time in my life, but I've managed to cope and deal with them through my own individual way of, of dealing with that stuff. And now this has happened. I'm just seeing it the same way. Like I'm like, Oh, you know, this is an adversity that I'm going to have to overcome just like I did. You know, my family were hunted down with pitch. It wasn't actually hunted down with pitch. This isn't the fucking 1900s, but there were people out to to hurt us and harm us and kill us at one point, you know, after that shit happened. So I had to respond to that adversity and grow through it. Just like I did when I've been broke out on my ass and not been able to afford food and been hungry for days because I haven't had any money to, to feed myself. Like that is an adversity I found myself in, Mm. but today I'm able to use that. So, I mean, I guess that plays into it too, right? I mean, how have you seen how people, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, and I want to touch on one thing before I answer your question, because I see a lot of people uh, saying that those who haven't impacted by this are in a position of privilege. Um, And I want to leave room for that being a potential reality. And at the same time, I want to say, that's bullshit. Mm. Here's why. Because that is completely eliminating and not taking into consideration exactly what you just said, which is that I and you and Perry had to go through so much adversity prior to this to now be in a position of privilege. We had to pay the price And that's what a lot of people don't understand is that the life that you want comes at a cost. It comes at a price. Most people just aren't willing to sacrifice and work for that life. They're not willing to pay the price. Mm. So the fact that I'm in a position of quote unquote privilege now is because of the price that I paid prior to this. Mm. Like you said, I had to go through all this adversity to find myself where I'm at right now today. Yeah. And to deal to be, with it. Right. To be able to effectively and proactively be able to handle and deal with this situation and come out on the other side better for it. Right. You are practiced in, disciplined in overcoming adversity. Not a lot of people are simply because they weren't willing to put themselves in an uncomfortable position prior to this, which is why they're having such a hard time with it now. It's not privilege. It has everything to do with the choices that I made before this. Yeah, there's that word, choices. And that, and that's so true. Like th- this, unfortunately, isn't a choice. I didn't write this down on my Christmas list. <laughs> I don't know about any of you two, but I didn't, when I, when I was writing my letter to fucking Santa this year, I wasn't like, yo, dude, for 2020, for, tw- for 2020, December 25th, can you give me some like coronavirus? I didn't say that. It wasn't a choice. <laughs> However, certain things that I've done in adversity previous to this are choices. I had made choices that put me in a detrimental position mm-hmm. and been absolutely okay with the decision I'd made in both business and personal. In the past, I have made decisions that have put me at a disadvantage, put me at the back against the motherfucking wall. Mm-hmm. And I have done that through choice. This isn't my choice. Yet because of those choices that I previously made, Yo, I'm cool to deal with this now. I'm okay. I can navigate my emotions and feelings toward this situation and this adversity. And I will be okay knowing Absolutely. that I've been okay before. Right. And, and it's important to understand how you are fundamentally able to get to that point because it has everything to do with your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Right? You are disciplined in your thoughts because of the beliefs that you have about yourself and your ability to overcome adversity, which dictates your feelings, right? Your emotions, your emotional state, which then impacts the decisions and actions that you take, what you do in spite of this situation. Yeah. 
And that is what is so powerful and why my clients continue to crush it despite this pandemic to bring this full circle. It's why I had the best week in my business last week and not to oversimplify it, but because we continue to act as if. We continue to act as if. We continue to act in a way that is in accordance with our vision and our commitment and has nothing to do with what is going on around us, but everything to do with what has manifested inside of us. Yeah. Which is a vision that extends far beyond ourselves, which is a commitment that has so much more to do with serving and impacting other people. I know that my work and my services to support and equip coaches to serve their clients is so much more important now than ever before. Yeah. And if I allowed myself to become a victim to the moment to react to this situation from a position of scarcity or anxiety or fear or doubt and allow those things to impact the actions that I take on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, because let's be real, this could very well go on till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If not longer. Yeah. If I allow myself to succumb and be overcome by that, I miss the opportunity in it. Yeah. And not only do you, it also trickles down and affects those people that are looking at you for answers and looking at you for leadership and guidance. It trickles down to them too. And then has an even greater, you know, detrimental impact. So it's just so important. I mean, one thing I want to, I want to dive into and give like, uh, some some information around like unpack is like what are like one or two specific things mm. that you're doing to help support your clients right now to keep them pulling in these paid in fools and keep them moving forward if you had to summarize into like a, a list of one or two things what would they be if we had an insight yep i mean the first one that i would say is whenever i first start working with a client they get to have a meditation practice and it gets to be non-negotiable Meditation, the, the benefits are, are across the board, but um, one in particular that I think is worth pointing out is that meditation has been scientifically proven to reduce the size of your amygdala in your brain, which is responsible for fear and anxiety. It's responsible for fight or flight, which uh, let's, let's all be real here. This pandemic <laughs> has, has thrust the mass populace into yeah. a state of fight or flight. Most people are responding to their training. So they're reacting in a way that they're reacting from fight or flight. So first and foremost, my clients uh, practice meditation. They have a spiritual uh, mindfulness practice, whether it's uh, meditation, whether it's gratitude. Gratitude has been proven to rewire the brain. Um, And just side tangent, I think it's important to acknowledge that we, we can't undo um, old neural pathways, but we can build new ones. Yeah. We can build stronger ones. And that's what mindfulness practices and spiritual practices do for you that equip you, that enable you to, in the words of so many other people, puts you in a position of quote unquote privilege, right? I'm able to lift as much weight as I am because I have practiced it as much as I have. Uh, so having a mindfulness practice first and foremost. Oh, can I just say as well for anybody listening, that's like, ah, oh, but you know, meditation, all that sort of thing. That's just woo woo. That stuff doesn't work. Well, how far, let me ask you this. How far has that train of thought gotten you so far? You're listening to this podcast, which means that you must be in some way, shape or form interested in growth and, uh, you know, pro- pro- uh, uh, perspective and and yeah. learning new things and you know self educating. You must be so to 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 be doing that and listening to this podcast, yet then rejecting the idea of something like meditation mm-hmm. may be your fucking problem. You may want to just change your train of thought and be like, maybe I should give it a go. Like maybe I should listen to this guy because uh, <laughs> the results are clear that it's working for his clients and himself and you know millions of people other people around the world. So yeah, totally. maybe stop yourself. Think- yeah, and I think the reason that most people reject meditation is because they fundamentally don't understand the intention behind it. Mm. It's not to ignore my thoughts or stop my mind. It's 
to be non-reactive to my mind, which equips me with enough practice and discipline and consistency to be able to be non-reactive to things that happen outside of me. Right. So that's, that's first and foremost. Uh, do you, do you give mind. them a specific meditation, Jake, or do you allow them to explore one that works for them? Um, I typically leave it open to them um, to explore. It depends on where they are on the spectrum, right? Are they beginners? Have they, do they not have a meditation practice? Um, have they had a consistent meditation practice up until this point? Um, my ultimate goal is to uh, meditate for a minimum of 20 minutes every morning. Um, mm -hmm. If I don't have any early um, meetings in the morning, I don't take calls on Mondays or Fridays. I meditate for an hour. Okay. For an entire hour. Um, but it's, again, it's just like lifting weights. You, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't put somebody on the bench with 225 pounds right away out the gate if they hadn't been in the gym consistently for a year. You just wouldn't do that. Yeah, um, yeah. So typically I recommend if you're completely new, start with 10 minutes. Use an app like um, Pause or... Um, Calm. What's that? Calm. Yeah. Calm, is Calm, one. Yeah. Calm is another app. Pause is one. Headspace is a great one. Uh, start with 10 minutes. Just guided. Yeah. Yep. Guided just meditation. guided. Exactly. It doesn't need to be long. I, everybody has 10 minutes. Um, so that's what I would recommend. I would say your goal should be to work up to at least 20 minutes every morning, um, if not an hour. Okay. Um, I've got something for you. So now yes. let's, let's, let's set, cause I know you're about to dive into number two, but just in case yes, I, I have a question here anyway, um, cause you know, when it comes to actually like someone listening to this now, and, and, you know, we're talking about how they can get more paid in fools and how they can make more money. And then one of the first things mentioned is meditation. And in their mm -hmm. mind, they may be thinking right now, uh, what you're saying that if I just take 10 minutes to meditate every morning, like how does that equate to me making more Link money? To right sales, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I, I'm happy you asked that because point number two is draw, <laughs> to absolutely draw that correlation. Like, okay, great, Jake, but you know, meditation doesn't put money in my bank account. Well, this I, is how people know how tight we are in terms of relationship and totally. how well we know each other because I'm already like at that page. You know? Oh yeah. You're already, you're already tracking where I'm going with this. You're already getting what I'm throwing down. So uh, the next thing would be to, because meditation is a practice around mindfulness and controlling and being in ownership of your emotional state, uh, your emotions dictate your actions and your decisions, right? Your thoughts influence your emotions, which determine your actions and your decisions, which gets you all of your results. So if meditation is fundamentally about controlling our emotional state and dictating our emotional state, it's teeing you up in a way to make actions and decisions that serve you, that serve your clients, that will positively impact you and your business, allow you to continue to make money. For those of you who are like, okay, this is great. What about my bills? Okay. So on the back end of this is acting as if, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, because my clients, because I am so practiced and disciplined and consistent and committed to controlling my emotional state, what happened to the actions and the decisions that I took in my business as a result of this pandemic? Nothing. I continue to show up consistently. I continue to speak powerfully. I continue to serve. I continue to offer value and shocking the people who <laughs> wanted to invest came at me because I responded from a position of certainty. I acted as if I am not a victim to this because I'm not, right? So I continue to remain consistent in my daily habits and practices that are needed to run an online business. I continue to have power com powerful conversations. I continue to show up and offer value on social media, free value to my clients. And I just continue to respond and act from certainty that so my services are yeah so i because uh, one of the things mm -hmm. that i thought immediately was like well when all this goes down like straight away you see you saw so many people changing the way they're showing up online and the content they're sharing and it was all very much like playing into it whereas then there was also a huge amount of people who yep. 
kept things the same. Totally. You know, they may have spoken about it here and there, like, oh, you know, pandemic this, or, you know, COVID-19, yep. not great. But Absolutely. Not everything use, else remained the fucking same. 100%. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a really great example that's really going to resonate with you guys. Winston Churchill. Please. Yeah. In World War II, if you go back and you listen to any of his speeches, that man came from a position of certainty in every single speech. We are going to win. We have to win. No matter what. He was constantly instilling certainty into the UK population. And that bled into how they prepared, how they fought, and their collective mindset and perspective of the indefinite outcome, which was victory. Because he was constantly instilling it in them. We never get what we want. We always get what we prepare for. So what are you practicing? Because we are always practicing something, always. So uh, to go back to your question, Matt, <laughs> um, because I think it's very, very important because I see a lot of business coaches telling their clients that they need to pivot because they themselves are reacting from a position of scarcity, of fight or flight, of fear to maintain their OTEs, their on-target earnings, to continue to pay their employees, to continue to run their business in the way that they have to the extent that they have. And so what are they doing? They're projecting that fear onto their clients, just like Winston Churchill did onto the people of the UK during World War II. So what did I do with my clients? I imparted onto them the belief, business as usual. This is what we've trained for. This is what we've prepared for. So now it's time to show up even more powerfully, even more certain, offer even more value. And as a result, what are my clients experiencing? Paid in fulls. They're winning. Best weeks yep. ever. They're winning. They had a winning mindset to begin with. Success is just an outcome. The world around you is just responding to the world within you. That is it. Hmm. This is universal law. There can be no other way. Right. Which is, which is why, you know, and I, and I love people, you know, saying that like everything up to like six figures within your online business comes down to sales and marketing. Uh, and I would agree. I would tend to agree from the position of conscious behavior and simply action steps. Um, and, and, and it's worth pointing out that we can never outgrow. I am. Mm -hmm. So if you have a story about yourself that you continue to maintain, because of the things that have happened to you, the things that have caused you adversity, because I know both of you have powerful fucking stories around what has happened to you in the past and what that's equipped you for and what it's enabled you to do today. If you have a story that you continue to carry around and it's most likely subconscious and you don't even realize it, but your results will tell you exactly what it is. The patterns that show up in your life will tell you exactly what it is. You can't outgrow that conversation. Just like you can't put more water into a glass than it's capable of fitting. So you see, here's where I want to head and speak about is um, what, yeah, and I want to keep it on point to like offering uh, strategic value for a minute. Because I yep. feel like we've done that on this podcast pretty well. We've got strategic value. Um, and uh, I, I guess one of the things that I want to venture toward is yep. uh, we've been talking to our clients specifically about uh, offering like a phenomenal service in times like mm -hmm. this. Um, yes. Just, just going because a lot of people, a lot of the people paying them are experiencing what they're experiencing, same as what you and me are. However, for the average Joe or Jane that may be just a fitness client to that coach, yep. um, you know, to them, they, they have a different set of, of, of mechanisms to cope yep. with that type of thing to what your clients or our clients would or me and you, right? Yep. And there's a lot of uh, growth to be made in people's mm -hmm. I think when there's such a huge amount of breakdown in the way that things are normally done 
Uh, And there's a space now that's opening up for being able Mm. to pile on the service a bit more, being able to offer a bit more, to deliver more, to really offer that little extra level of service to your clients in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, and not just as a way to keep those clients on and make sure they pay because that's scarcity based and that's not, that's not what we like to talk about, but Absolutely. more from a place of like, I'm a fucking leader. I am yep. a fucking boss. I am going to help these people because these people need my help. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show mm-hmm. up for them and I'm going to deliver to them in the most powerful and, and, and serving way that I can. So we've been speaking a lot about that and about how just delivering that extra level of service, you know? And this could be coming down to just a couple of simple things, like maybe picking yep. up the phone and just checking in with your client just when they're not expecting it. So outside mm-hmm. of the normal regular call you might have, just picking up the phone and just giving them a quick call and checking in on them. Maybe even Absolutely. going as far as doing things like, uh, you know, offering a, a, a grace payment, not that they're getting a discount and not that yep. they're taking any money off, but just asking them you know would it help if if we push this payment back for you this month as we know things have been tricky like going that extra mile and serving so what are your thoughts on it and have you been doing the same thing with your clients trying to get them to take advantage of how a lot of yeah yeah it's yeah and this and this is where i shift from you know the personal transformation work that i coach my clients into into the actual tangible business strategy so if you're questioning, okay, how can I maintain the value of my coaching services without lowering the price while still maintaining um, <laughs> and being consciously aware of the fact that this is impacting people financially, right? That's, can't ignore that. That's, yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. You can't, you can't ignore that. Absolutely. So what I would say is that um, there are a lot of ways that you can create a win-win to provide people with greater flexibility without lowering your prices. Um, and I actually... When this all went down, I spent every single coaching call that I had after that, when Governor Newsom here in California put the entire state on shutdown, uh, basically before any other state in the country, um, the next coaching call that I had with every single one of my clients revolved around this particularly, how to uh, create greater flexibility for their clients financially who are being impacted by this in a way that didn't um, result in them lowering their prices. Um, so number one, if you're listening to this, um, what I would say is a a great win-win, uh, is doing what I refer to as a sliding scale. Um, a sliding scale is, is a payment method, uh, that goes from small to large. So it basically provides your, your, your clients with, um, further runway, and further time to come up with the remainder of the investment. So for example, let's just use a very basic um, measurement. Uh, if your services are five grand over the course of three months and your normal payment plan is 2,500 in month one, 1,500 in month two, 1,000 in month three, what I would encourage you to do is then flip it. So all of a sudden month one is 1,000, month two is 1,500, month three is 2,500. It gives them an additional couple of months to figure out how to come up with the bulk of the investment. Mm-hmm. So whatever that looks like, whether it gives them more time to work and earn the money, whether it gives them more time to uh, source the support that they need to come up with the money, whatever that is. Uh, so that's one way. Um, so you're giving them a lot of flexibility, but at the same time, you're still able to collect all of the money within the normal payment window. Yeah. And like, keep your integrity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yep. The second way would be to extend the payment window. Uh, a lot of my clients have done that. So if your normal payment window is three months, extending it to six, right? So the monthly payments, you literally cut them in half. That's another way. Um, one of the things that I've done with my clients, which um, a lot of fitness coaches, this won't apply to. Um, so I hesitate to share it. But if you are a business coach, it is a revenue share. Um, there is a lot of inherent risk with this approach. Uh, because you're basically banking on yourself and your confidence within yourself to make your clients money. Uh, but basically what I've done is, is negotiated a guaranteed level of investment on their end. Uh, and then I basically worked out a percentage revenue share agreement that entitles me to a percentage of their earnings. Um, so I only get paid when they get paid. Mm-hmm. So for example, let's continue to run with the $5,000 uh, investment, right? Let's just say, I guarantee that they pay me 1500 bucks, 500 month one, 500 month two, 500 month three. 
but then I create a revenue share, a 50% revenue share for the remainder of the investment, which would be 1,500 less 5,000, which is 3,500. So basically, I only get that money if they make money. Mm. So I'm putting belief and a ton of confidence within myself to get them results so that they get paid. That's another way. Uh, well, if, you're if there was ever anyone qualified enough to do that, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. I mean, it, it's worked out very well for me um, in the past because it's it's enabled people who were otherwise unable to afford my services in the moment because of whatever financial hardship that they were going through, mm. um, and at the same time, it allowed me to 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 make the full investment. Um, even if it wasn't fully guaranteed. Um, so I think everyone should be creative and open to um, creating more flexibility financially for, uh, excuse me, for their clients. PayPal credit is a great option um, yeah. for, the, for those of you in the U.S. Um, Mogo is a great option in, in Canada. It's a fixed interest loan. So unlike credit cards, um, uh, the interest only applies to the principal. And, and not to any interest that is accrued on the loan. That's another great option for Canadian clients if you're listening. Um, if you're in the US, PayPal credit is a 0% six month interest line of credit. So basically, your, based on your credit history, your clients can get approved for a certain amount of money and uh, they don't really have to worry about the investment for six months, which is a long time. Which is a especially long now, mm-hmm. especially now, because like you said, we don't know how long we're going to be like on this train for. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's some great fucking advice because yeah. for, for people that are, you know, worried about, you know, long, their longer term commitment clients mm-hmm. and trying to keep them. And I mean, it, like we said, we can't ignore this very real situation right now, but what we can do is try to offer mm-hmm. perspective and share some insight and, and advice on what's working for other people right now. And that's definitely the good things about having Jake here today, because it's not, you know, unlike a lot of people we could probably name, name call that are not really true gurus of their fucking Mm. field. (laughs) Jake is actually one of them who can, who gets the results and it's proven that what he says is, is, is legit, you know? So um, hopefully he's been able to help provide a little bit of, of a perspective on how you can keep your shit moving right now, you know, and also make it a good deal for your clients. I mean, bro, the, the only thing I want to kind of dive on before we jump off this. Yeah. Is, um, just like a summary of what we've mm. spoken about uh, and whether yeah. or not we've still got a name. Do we even have a name for this podcast? It's a freeway, right? The freeway, the Sunday freeway. The um, Sunday freeway. I don't even know. But basically we've spoken about on this podcast today, um, you know, how Jake, specifically has been helping his clients maintain uh, a peak level of service, but also um, managed to keep their businesses growing in, a, in an environment whereby a lot of people's businesses are dying and stagnating. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to reach out to Jake and connect with him and ask him more questions on that front, feel free to do that. We've also spoken about uh, why it's important right now in this moment to meditate and to stay grounded and to continue to learn and invest in your personal and business development right now. Mm. I think that was probably the the biggest piece of this podcast that I would suggest if you missed bits to go back and listen to the first 20, 30 minutes of this, because in there, there was some just real key key things that, that Jake said about, you know, why you might be feeling resistance right now. And what that may, that resistance might be around. And for a lot of people, this is just, like he said, revealing to you the wounds that you've carried the whole time that you may have been unaware of because you're plugged in. Like I said, you've been plugged into so many different things that make you feel good or distract you. Mm-hmm. But right now, because those restrictions have been set around those things, we're just so much more, uh, we're seeing those problems. Reactive. The ones that were there all fucking long. You know? Exactly. And, and can I offer one more thing? Because I, I, I want to make sure that your audience gets the benefit of this coaching really quickly, because this is one of the other main things that I've coached my clients into that I, I, I can't believe I forgot, but clearly it was meant for a reason. Uh, because <laughs> I, I honestly and arguably think it's probably the most valuable, which is these situations, like we talked about earlier, tend to cause us to go into fight or flight response and act from a position of fear and scarcity, which then in turn has 
it goes into an every man for himself type of situation. One of the things that I instilled in every single one of my clients when this all went down is that you get to give and be generous now more than ever before. And this ties directly into universal law, the law of giving and receiving, karma, tithing. Universal law is immutable, meaning that when you give, you open the door to receive. I want you to think about a very simple and very profound example, breathing. You cannot receive more than you give. It is impossible. These laws are immutable. So for every one of my clients, including myself, I challenged myself in light of this pandemic. How can I give now more than ever before? How can I be generous? Whether it's with my finances, whether it's with my time, my energy, my words, how can I be generous? How can I give now more than ever before to those who truly do need it? Because that will only come back to you. Yeah. It's universal law. So that's the other thing. On top of having a consistent mindfulness and meditation practice is that all my clients get to have a consistent giving and generosity practice. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily need to cost you money. You can support other people right where they're at with what you have. Yeah. And it doesn't need to cost you a thing. Well, yeah. And that could just be a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a conversation or anything as simple as that like like you're saying it doesn't have to be monetary or anything you know and uh yeah the law of reciprocity it will come back and it may not be right now it might be when all of this thing is started to die down and in a few months time you might find yourself bestowed upon a whole lot of gold just because you were willing to show up and give in this moment absolutely powerful is that I, I, i couldn't i couldn't agree more the power of of giving and being generous it is one of the things um, that I absolutely instilled into my clients, in addition to the flexibility that they get to now have with their clients who yeah. are experiencing financial hardship, uh, because I know the power of it, um, because like we talked about, it is immutable, meaning it's, it's truth, yeah. just in the same way that gravity is. Yeah. Bro, I love it, man. This is why I love to have you on, dude. You know, I was saying to somebody this morning uh, about this podcast, and I was saying, yo, today, I'm going to have our boy Jake on. And I said, you know what? I love fucking talking to that guy. He says, why? I was like, dude, honestly, every time, because we, you know, as human beings in our circle and network, unless you're looking for people that have, uh, you know, powerful uh, opinions and, and, and beliefs to share and, and things like that, most of our conversations remain the same along mm. the people that we're in our network with. But I was like, every time I speak to Jake, it's like that little bit more. Like mm. I'm able to, I, I come off of a call with Jake and I'm like, yeah, man, I fucking took that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, whereas these other conversations, like how's the weather going? You know, how's it over there? Like, what you been up to? Conversation. Yeah, so we can yeah. Go same basic ass conversations. But when you have a conversation with Jake uh, and other key players like on his level. And again, like there's people like our combined mentor, Michael Zeller, you know, people like that. If you can have conversations with those motherfuckers, those, 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 those A players, mm. man, life is just so much better. So I appreciate you for being here, man. And uh, mm. always coming to jive. Um, dudes. Yeah. Like, unless that, unless there's anyone that has like a sharp one liner, <laughs> <laughs> want to throw out one of those quotes from a Jay Shetty book. I'm, I'm feeling like Jake can come out with something quite powerful. Uh, he always pressure. can. Pressure. Did I just say a Jay Shetty book? Is that motherfucker done on a book? I, I don't even know yet. <laughs> um, I, I would, I would say that. Uh, other quotes from other people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, savage. Um, yeah, I mean, if, I would say that, you know, we never get what we want. We always get what we prepare for. The reason that I and you guys are experiencing what we're experiencing is because of what we've gone through prior to this and the practices, the choices, the habits, the decisions that we made leading up to this. Yeah. I read in the U S recently that, um, 80% of people live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And that 40% can't incur a financial crisis. Um, up to or exceeding a thousand dollars. That has nothing to do with 
their level of income and everything to do with their choices mm. for the for the vast majority of people. Yeah, we live in a society yeah. that uh, is constantly operating beyond their means. This is experienced both financially for a lot of people, um, but it's also experienced in the things that people avoid. We are in a society um, that is extremely practiced in avoidant behavior patterns with mm -hmm. social media, with TV, Netflix. How many people have done nothing but binge watch TV shows for the, for the past two weeks? And there's yeah. no judgment. There's no judgment there, of course, but what is available to you if you actually use this time, used this to invest in yourself yeah. and in others and in your business rather than the avoidant practices that we see are so common uh, across, across society because of the things that we have access to and the yeah. technology that we have at our fingertips. I'm really yeah. optimistic in the fact that I, I believe that this is going to be a good thing overall for everybody. I think that people after this, I, again, I'm, I'm hopeful. You heard me before we press live on this. I was at the point of putting myself in a cryogenic freezer and fucking sending myself up to space. <laughs> but now this has all happened. I'm looking at it like, okay, I want to be optimistic in this moment. And I, and I feel like I want to say, I, I want people to look at how they look at others differently after this, how they look at their health differently after this, how they approach their finances differently after this. So I think that, health, wealth, and finances, you know, those things mm -hmm. can be looked at differently now if we, if we use this as a lesson. Absolutely. So if we don't, boy, thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. No problem, Jake. Brother, always a pleasure. Fizz Story fam, we are out. Peace. Peace.